Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close, I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. Now they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. I'm Patrick Bedevi, host of ITM, and today I want to talk to those of you guys that got fired or know somebody who got fired. What should be your next moves after getting fired? 12 reasons why people got laid off or fired in the last five uh, months here. Number one is coronavirus layoff. Companies let people go. We have to let go of 10% of our employees, 20% of our employees, and maybe you were one of them. Number two, you got fired for your effort. You didn't show effort, whether people went home and they were working from home, or maybe your effort wasn't the best, they fired you for that. That happens all the time. The next one is your project was completed. You came in, you had a task, you had a project, it took three months, six months, 12 months, 18 months, it's been done, you're fired. We don't need you, thank you so much, all the best to you. Number four, a technology replaced you, meaning whatever job you were doing was replaced by a technology or a system that can do your job. Number five, money fired you. The company was getting tighter in money and they had to figure out a way to you know, cut costs and one of the ways was they had to fire you. Number six was your hours were cut, meaning you were used to working 40 hours a week, now it's 20, you're not full-time, the benefit's not the same, that is a method of being fired. You lost 20 hours of your income, which is 50% of your income, that is a method of being fired. Number seven, your attitude got you fired. Your attitude just was rubbing people the wrong way, maybe negative, maybe complaining, whatever it may be, that could have been the case that you got fired. Number eight, your size of thinking got you fired. What do I mean by size of thinking? We had somebody the other day that I offered a full-time job to, and it was a nice set. He says, ah, oh, you know what I got to tell you, I know this is kind of going to sound a little weird, but bro, I'm making $4,000 a month staying home and I'm doing side jobs. I don't want a job right now because I'm able to stay home and not do anything. And this thing is kind of helping me out. So the person didn't take a job with a company because he was getting money. It's size of thinking problem. Thinking so small that an unemployment check got them fired and they're happy staying where they're at. Number nine, a big client fired you. You, you were handling a client. You didn't handle it well. Didn't go right. Maybe you could have done a better job. The client said, I just can't work with you anymore. You're fired. That is a method of being fired. Number 10, company outgrew you. And number 11, you have couldn't handle the pressure during times like this. There's a lot of pressure taking place. And number 12, the culture fired you. You don't fit the culture. Now, here's the thing. If you heard me go through this, some of you guys are like, screw this guy. The hell with you, Pat. Who are you to tell me it's all the company's fault? It's what the company did. My boss sucks. You were not there to see what they were doing. All these greedy people. Fine. If that's the attitude, I cannot help you with your income. The only thing I know what to do as a person that's been fired before by Bob's big boy because I was working there and quite frankly, I was not the best employee and they fired me. The only thing I can do is what do I need to do to increase my income? I can't change Bob's big boy. You can't change your company. You can't change your boss. You can only change you. This is why we're starting here. Now let's look at the income. Income-wise, one of the exercises I want you to do is the following. Number one, I want you to write down on a piece of paper, what was your income in 2015, what did you make in 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2019? Now, 
I put it this way and I left 2020 white because we don't necessarily know how the year is going to end up with the income that you're making. And you can't, you can't count your income from unemployment. That's not income I'm talking about. I'm talking about you generating income, right? So when you write down your income, 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, here's what you'll notice. This person here was making $72,000 in 2015, went up to 88, a $16,000 raise. Next you came down to 79, next you to 115, next you to 77. So if you look at this, 115 looks pretty, but the reality is the last three years, no matter what income is what, $77,000 your income, right? They would like to make more money, but 77, the market says, that's your income. Now you have three questions to ask. Number one, what do you think you're worth? Okay, I'm not talking about like the song, I'm one in a million. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. What do you think you're worth today? In a marketplace, you're running a company, somebody like your qualifications comes in for an interview, you have, you have budget that you have to hit. What are you willing to pay that person, which is you? What would you pay that person in the marketplace? Now you may say, Pat, I think I'm worth $100,000. Okay, next thing you have to answer is why? Why do you think you're worth that? What makes you say that I am worth the numbers that you just said? Answer that. Here's why I think. Great, no problem. Here's the next thing. What's the difference between what you believe you make and what the market, market is paying you? Meaning, you believe you're worth 150. The market's only paying you 77. There's a $73,000 discrepancy. Why is there such a discrepancy there? If you really are worth 150, shouldn't the market pay you for it? Well, yeah, but I think I'm worth 150. It's good to have positive thinking, but then you have to use logic to know why wouldn't the market pay me what I'm worth? There's a reason for it. So now, let's look at some realities of income that's out there. You have to learn this, and it's kind of painful, and it sucks, but I'd rather know it up front than find out about it 20 years later, and I'm 63 years old. I want to know about it now, just like you probably don't want to know about it now. Number one, your income, the reality, is not going to change dramatically the next 30 to 90 days, meaning... 2020, your dreams are probably not going to become a reality if you just got fired from your job. It's not going to happen in 2020. And sometimes the problem with people is that they want everything to change one right away. Oh, man, I want to go out there and change. I want to do something right now. Somebody sent me a message and they said, Pat, I'm sick of it. I hear, you hear your story. I watch all your videos. But I tell you, I'm in a terrible place right now with my family, with my mom. I'm seeing all this stuff with my dad. My, we're not in a good place. It's what can I do right now for things to change right now? I need $35,000 to bail out my parents. I said, you want the good news or the bad news? He said, give me the bad news first. I said, bad news is there's probably nothing you can do right now that can change things immediately in the next 30 days. I said, but there's a lot of things you can do that can change things in the next 18 months, but not in the 30 days, because nothing big happens immediately that the results are being shown, right? So number one, for somebody to say, oh, I was thinking this is one of those where the secret sauce is gonna be given to me, and, and you know, I, th I thought this is gonna change everything. If you're wanting it within 30 days, I don't have any kind of solutions for you, number one, because that's realities of income, number two. If you say you make the most fancy resume and you send it to the companies, big companies, and you're typically worth 77 and a company pays you 180 and you're like, oh my gosh, I got so lucky. I got a job for 180. This is sick. Or the market value for you is really $42,000 your income. Somebody offers you 80,000. You think you're on top of the world. I can't believe they finally paid me 80. Here's what happens. If you get lucky with an overpaying job that pays you way above what you're really worth in the marketplace and you don't deliver within 30, 60, 90 days, 
you're going to be fired, okay? And companies learn very quickly whether you're worth the money they paid you or not within 30, 60, 90 days. I've experienced it. Very quickly, you'll be fired. Then you'll have to go back in the marketplace and the market's going to ask you, well, my last job paid me 80 grand. Really? How about the job before that? I don't need to disclose it because in the state of California, the state of tech, I don't need to disclose any of that stuff. Okay, no problem. But what did the last job pay you? $80,000. How long were you with the last job? Only 12 months. Why did you leave? Cultural differences. Can we call the references? You give all the references of people you like, right? You never give the people that fired you. You always give the people. So a new company hires you. And then they fire you again. And a new company hires you. at eight, And they fire you again. Five years later, you work for six companies. It's kind of like being... 33 years old, married five times in your life. It's not the best reputation to have to want to marry somebody real serious. So you may want to step back and say, what is my real market value? What am, why am I trying to get a fast one with these companies here? It's not working out. I keep getting fired. Let me take a step back. And what do I need to do long term? Three, money is out there for people who know over, uh, how to over deliver. What do I mean by this? Everybody thinks the market sucks right now. People are not sitting on cash. There's a lot of cash out there in a lot of different industries. Investors have a lot of money. The market's willing to overpay for talent. The market's willing to overpay for people that over-deliver. The market today is very picky about paying people who think they're worth more than what they're worth today. Let me explain. I was on a call with a man named Andrew Zimmern, which you may know he had his show called Bizarre Foods, whatever, whatever, Andrew Zimmern. Great show, right? He was on TV from 2006 to 2018. And we're having this conversation, and he says a story about a person that had this, you know, a year and a half ago, this lady owns a restaurant in San Francisco, one of the most well-known restaurants in San Francisco. When you see the interview, you'll hear him tell the story. And she decides to start really changing compensation, benefits, all this other stuff to keep her people and all this other, because she says, I was having a hard time keeping top talent. Why? Because even if you're paying your top talent $100,000, a year and a half ago, people could take the $100,000 with a resume to another company and get $120,000 because people were hopping with their resumes from company to company to company, right? You could have done that a year and a half ago, not today, okay? Because today, companies are frugal with their money because remember, money fired a lot of people, right? Okay. So even if you think, well, the money's out there, I can go get it. Yes. But the key word in this entire sentence is what? Over deliver. Number four, your skills may be a low paying skill. Time to change your skill. Number five, your industry may be in a decline or your industry just may not be at a time right now that's going to be paying you high, high income. You need to know these realities of income before making your next move. So now during the pandemic, I see a lot of Facebook posts. And I see a lot of people's comments saying, I just finished 42 episodes of this show. It's the best I've ever watched. 42 episodes times 50 minutes. That's 38, 36 hours. What are you doing watching 42 episodes? I just finished this other one that was 120 episodes. Oh my gosh, I'm emotionally attached to Bear and Armand. What are you doing watching all this stuff? You could take in those 120 hours in a masterclass online. Don't complain if people don't want to hire you after pandemic. It's because your method after getting fired maybe wasn't effective for you and it's time to change. So here it is. How have you changed during the pandemic based on skill set, contacts, expertise, attitude, education, work ethic, technology, increase in market value, your DMA, what are your daily monitoring activities, what are things you're doing on a daily basis that your discipline's getting better, and leadership-wise, what have you done? So again, somebody may say, Pat, I need a lift-me-upper, man. I don't need something like this. You're beating me up a little bit. I mean, come on, Pat, I just need somebody to tell me everything's going to be okay. I can tell you everything's going to be okay and lie to you. 
Because if you don't change certain habits, everything's not going to be okay. It's actually going to get worse. If you want nice motivational videos, there are millions of channels out there that are going to tell you videos that are awesome. You are awesome. You are great. You are amazing. The way you are today, no you're not. What you are today is your market value. If you want this market value, you're not going to make that money based on today's market value. It was a very tough thing for me to swallow 15 years ago to, to realize, hey Pat, you ain't as good as you think you are. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm Patrick Bay David, 25, 26 years old. No, you're really not as good as you think you are. You got to change. I got to change. You got to change. The moment it came from that perspective, lifestyle change. So here's your last five moves of what to do. Five were you. Number one, why did you get fired? Meaning, really, why did you get fired? By the way, I'm not talking about go to your boss and say, you know what, I really screwed up, it was all my fault. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm telling you, why did you get fired? What was the reason why you got fired? Not why the company fired you, because I'm assuming the company kept some people. So unless if you worked at a company that let go of 100% of their employees, well then that's a different reason, company went out of business. But if the company let go of 5% of their employees, 10% of their employees, 20% of their employees, and it's layoffs, I just want you to know they let go of the least needed, least talented people. That's what companies do. Just, just so you, you've broken up with other people before in the past, right? Why did you break up? Because you didn't see long-term benefits, exchange value. Like, I just don't see this thing working out. It's the same way. So now if you were to be honest with yourself, why did you get fired? What was the cause of it? How much of it was you? What could you have done differently? That's number one. Number two, what's your immediate solution? What can you do today to replace a portion of your income immediately? Get an immediate job? What can you do? Because you need to make your move and get a job immediately because you can't let a wound bleed because you got kids, you got family, you got jobs, you need to stay active. What can you do immediately? That's number two. Number three, which is the most important one, where do you want to be long-term? And here's what I mean by where do you want to be long-term? When I lost a client or when I was fired or when a client fired me or when you know I had a time where I was thinking too small or when a time a you know situation I had where I couldn't handle the pressure and I lost a client or lost somebody this is all things that I couldn't do right I went back and I say long-term Pat who do you want to be for you the entire first uh, uh, law. There's five laws here that talks about, you know, your next five moves. The entire move number one is for your positioning, meaning where do you want to position yourself long term? Most people don't spend a lot of time thinking about this. All they're thinking about is how can I pay my bills today? How do you want to position yourself long term? Long term. This is why I put an income of 2021. Most people want to fix their income problems in 2020. I'm looking at 2021, 2022, 2025. When I was 26 years old, 27 years old, I was at Pebble Beach, and I started making some decent money, and a man asked me a question. Pat, at what age will you have $100 million? We're at a bar at Pebble Beach, and he says, at what age will you have $100 million? I said, I think by 40, I'll have $100 million, right? 100 million by 40. It happened 38, 39-ish, by the way, to 100 million dollars. But what happened? I used to only think about immediate, immediate, immediate so much. Why well, didn't think about long-term steps of what I had to do? The sequencing of steps is what got me to the vision that I wanted to get to because I spent time thinking about long-term rather than just quick, quick, quick decisions to be making. Number four, what new skill sets do you need to change in order to get paid what you want to get paid in 2021. So skills, industry, positioning, what do you need to do 
to be able to change that or whatever that number may be for you. Whatever it is, study it now. And the last but not least, so you may say, I got fired, man. I was in the health industry and I don't like it. I got fired. I was in hotel business. I don't like it. I got fired because I was in real estate. I don't like it. Great. What other industry do you want to go into? Go look at that person, number five, whoever it is that you're looking at as an industry and study them. Hey, John, do you mind if I reach out to you? Can I just come to your office? I just kind of want to see what a day looks like. Yeah, sure. No, I'm not interested. Yeah, sure. Come on down. You go to the office. So what does it feel like to be a financial advisor for 15 years? What does your day look like? What's the toughest thing? What's the easiest thing? What's the differentiator? Great. You know, you go to a real estate guy. Hey, you've been in a real estate business for 20 years. Do you mind if I come and just sit down with you? I just want to know what it's like to be a real estate agent. I'm about to make a career decision for myself. I want to know what to do next. I'm thinking about leaving my industry. What does a real estate business look like? And you go in there like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Here's your day. Here's the worst. Here's the best. What does it look like to be this person? What does it look like to start a company? What does it look like to do this? Based on that, you'll say, this is not the industry for me or this is the industry for me, but I definitely don't want to be a CEO. I prefer only being a salesperson. This is the industry for me, but I prefer to be a sales leader. I don't want to do this. Your positioning is getting clearer and clearer and clearer because you've identified your next five moves. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody, bye-bye.